As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Wait till they get a load of me. I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! I'm Batman. I am the father. I am Optimus Prime. My name is Bob. James Bob. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! You shall not pass! Here's Johnny! Some men just want to watch the world burn. I'm only human, Harry! Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it! Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we're heading to the Wizarding World for Fantastic Beasts The Secrets of Dumbledore. This is the team that's going to take down the most dangerous wizard in over a century. Imagine zoologist, his indispensable assistant. A wizard descended from a very old family, a school teacher, and a muggle. Who wouldn't like our chances? Things are not quite what they appear. Correct. Three points to Hufflepuff. Albus Dumbledore assigns Newt and his allies with a mission related to the rising power of Grindelwald. Written by J.K. Rowling and Steve Cloves and directed by David Yates, Fantastic Beasts The Secrets of Dumbledore stars Eddie Redmayne as Newt's commander, Jude Law as Albus Dumbledore, Ezra Miller as Credence Barebone, Dan Fogler as Jacob Kowalski, Mads Mikkelsen as Geralt Grindelwald, and features Callum Turner, Jessica Williams, Richard Coyle, and Allison Soodle. Now, I was never big into Harry Potter as it was released while I was in high school. The first film came out as I was entering university, and so I didn't watch them until they were entirely all released. And that became a bit of a pride thing after a while, but as a movie fan, I knew that I had to eventually watch them. And now this past weekend, the newest movie in the Fantastic Beast series was released pretty quietly. Now, first and foremost, Secrets of Dumbledore is not a bad movie. Now, the problem is it's also not a good movie either. It's very middle of the road. Now, while we get no new characters, we get very little advancement in the stories that exist. In fact, all of the story advancement we seem to get just happens. There's no learning. There's no earning. They just get it. These movies seem to have lost their charm. And maybe it's just because Harry Potter had such a high note that it's going to be difficult to recreate that magic. Pun fully intended. You're a wizard, Harry. Now, for some context, Fantastic Beasts was designed as a three movie series that would follow Newt's commander as he helped characters that we know and love from the Harry Potter series. It was announced after the release of the second film, The Crimes of Grindelwald, that the series would now become five movies. But after all of that, we're looking at the smallest earning Wizarding World film that was plagued with a number of controversies. We had the J.K. Rowling saga, we had the Johnny Depp situation, and now everything going on with Ezra Miller. It's really starting to seem like we may not see the five films, but this movie certainly left the door open for a fourth. Now, the acting in this movie isn't terrible with all the actors seemingly enjoying reprising their roles, but nobody was really a shining star. The magic was present, but there was nothing exciting. Of course, there's new beasts, but they're not all that fantastic. Truthfully, this movie was just very 
meh. But if you're a fan of the series, you're going to watch this movie anyways, as it does advance the overarching story. But there's not one scene that's popping into my head as the best, and that's pretty sad for a 142-minute runtime. I will say that I did enjoy Mads Mikkelsen's version of Grindelwald better than Johnny Depp's, and that's a big step up, in my opinion. I give Fantastic Beasts The Secrets of Dumbledore a C+. The snow should be gone soon, and so should all of that excess hair. The team at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are welcome, or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's start it off with the greatest news that could happen this possible weekend. The release of the trailer for Thor... Love and Thunder. His hands were once used for battle. Now they're but humble tools for peace. I need to figure out exactly who I am. I want to choose my own path. Live in the moment. Remember what I told you. You ever feel lost? Just look into the eyes of the people that you love. me what just listening with no official synopsis released let's just talk about what we get to see thor interacting with the guardians of the galaxy we see the hand of zeus we see tessa thompson's valkyrie and of course natalie portman reprising her role as jane foster but this time wielding a reforged mjolnir thor love and thunder will release in theaters on july 8th of 2022 this past weekend also saw a big announcement in the world of dc entertainment following the purchase of warner media by discovery for 43 billion dollars variety is reporting that there are whispers about an overhaul of dc entertainment to course correct a series of missteps the report goes on to say that david zaslav the ceo of the combined companies is said to have vetted candidates for positions that will be crucial in repositioning dc entertainment as the money-making force it should be while no announcements have been officially released i will keep you posted on the future of dc entertainment i'm putting together a team people with special abilities. You see, I believe enemies are coming. Stop right there. I'm in. In other news, it was announced that writer Takashi Dosher has signed on to write the screenplay for Chad Stileski's upcoming Ghost of Tsushima movie, which is based on the popular PlayStation video game. While no official synopsis has been released for the film, the video game synopsis goes like this. The year is 1274. Samurai warriors are the legendary defenders of Japan until the fearsome Mongol Empire invades the island of Tsushima, wreaking havoc on conquering the local population. As one of the last surviving samurai, Jin Sakai, you rise from the ashes to fight back. Back, but honorable tactics won't lead you to victory. You must move beyond your samurai traditions to forge a new way of fighting, the way of the ghost, as you wage an unconventional war for the freedom of Japan. Ghost of Tsushima will be the second film released under the Sony Pictures PlayStation Productions flag after Uncharted grossed over $383 million at the worldwide box office. They also have a number of television projects in development, which includes The Last of Us series for HBO, as well as Twisted Metal starring Anthony Mackie, and are working on developing a God of War series as well. Anger can be a weapon. If you control it, use it. You clearly cannot. In casting news, it was announced that Salma Hayek has signed on to join the production of Magic Mike 3. But I think I see a lot of lawbreakers up in this house. 
While plot details are being kept under wraps, we do know that the project is called Magic Mike's Last Dance, serving as the final film in the trilogy, and will release exclusively on HBO Max. It was also announced this past weekend that Sony Pictures' upcoming project The Man from Toronto, starring Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson, will no longer hit theaters in August, as it was purchased by Netflix. The story revolves around a case of mistaken identity after the world's deadliest assassin, known as the Man from Toronto, played by Woody Harrelson, and a stranger, played by Kevin Hart, run into each other at an Airbnb. Chaos soon follows as the assassin's world comes crashing down on Kevin Hart. The move over to Netflix should not come as a huge surprise, as it does fall under the streaming service's exclusive deal with Sony. Netflix had made a pact for the rights to Sony's pay-one post-theatrical window last year, and included a first-look arrangement that would let Sony make movies exclusively for streaming. Streaming. This past weekend also saw the trailer released for the upcoming Kids in the Hall revival that's going to take place over on Amazon Prime Video. The new season for the Kids in the Hall will be a continuation of the original series and finds all of the members returning for more Canadian-fueled hilarity. Saturday Night Live creator Lorne Michaels is returning to executive produce the Kids in the Hall revival, saying, quote, even after 30 years, the Kids in the Hall have retained its brilliance and originality. We are happy to be bringing back all the original kids for the new series. The eight-episode series will debut on Prime Video on May 13th of 2022. Prime also announced that they're developing a series around the great Canadian maple heist that will be produced by Jamie Lee Curtis. The sticky revolves around Ruth Clark, a rugged, supremely competent middle-aged Canadian maple syrup farmer who's had it with being hemmed in by the polite bureaucratic conventions native to her country's identity. With the help of Remy Bouchard, a pint-sized local blockhead, and an aging Mike Byrne, a low-level mobster, Ruth changes her fate and transforms the future of her community with the theft of millions of dollars worth of maple syrup. The actual heist saw $18 million worth of Quebec's national maple syrup, which is more than 70% of the global maple syrup supply stolen. Over at HBO Max, it was announced that KJ Appa and Isabel May will soon be joining the DC Universe as they're signed on to star in the Wonder Twins movie. Appa will play Zan, and May will portray Jaina, the titular Wonder Twins. The movie is written and directed by Adam Steichel, who served as a writer on Rampage, Scoob, as well as the upcoming Black Adam movie. The Wonder Twins first appeared in Hanna-Barbera's animated series The All-New Super Friends Hour in 1977, and went on to join the larger DC Universe. Plot details about the film are being kept under wraps, but it is being described as a more comedic film. As the Series 24 recently celebrated its 20th anniversary, it was announced that Kiefer Sutherland would be willing to reprise his role as Jack Bauer if he were asked. During a recent interview with GQ, Sutherland said, quote, I miss it. It was an incredible experience. I've learned that you're better off not to be definitive about your answer of whether you will do something or not do something. I love playing that character. I do believe the story is unresolved. If something were to be written that made sense to me and that I thought was going to contribute to the franchise, then I would be behind it, even if my participation in that would be limited. The last 24 project was 24 Legacy, a spin-off series starring Corey Hawkins that only lasted a single season. You must be Ted. Yeah, uh, I'm Ted. This is my buddy John. Do you mind if I ask how old you are? I'm 26. What, is there a problem? Well, you know, I just don't want my lawyer singing Frozen songs during the opening arguments. It was also announced that a 
head TV series following the live-action foul-mouthed teddy bear is currently in production. Peacock has announced that Seth MacFarlane will be reprising his role as the foul-mouthed fuzzball, and that Georgia Wiggum, Max Burkholder, and Scott Grimes have also signed on to join. In addition to voicing Ted, MacFarlane will also direct, co-showrun, and executive produce all series episodes. The TV series will take place in 1993, when the teddy bear's moment of fame has passed, leaving him living with his best friend, 16-year-old John Bennett, who lives in a working-class Boston home with his parents and cousin. Ted may not be the best influence on John, but Ted's willing to go out on a limb to help his friend and his family when it comes right down to it. Meanwhile, Apple TV Plus has confirmed that they are working on a sequel for Tom Hanks's Greyhound. Greyhound told a thrilling story inspired by actual events from the Battle of the Atlantic based on The Good Shepherd by C.S. Forrester. Tom Hanks starred as Ernest Krauss, a first-time captain who leads a convoy of Allied ships carrying thousands of soldiers across the treacherous waters of the Black Pit to the front lines of World War II. With no air cover or protection for five days, Captain Krauss and his convoy battled the surrounding enemy Nazi U-boats to give Allies a chance to win the war. And finally, we once again end on sad news. It was announced this past week that Gilbert Gottfried comedian and podcaster and star of Aladdin has passed away at the age of 67 battling a long illness. <laughs> I can't take it anymore if I gotta choke down on one more of those moldy disgusting crackers. Calm yourself, Gottfried was an icon of comedy and was known for his crass commentary, penetrating voice, and hyperactive demeanor as he delivered jokes at a rapid pace. In addition to voicing Iago in Disney's Aladdin, Gottfried voiced Digit in PBS Kids' Cyber Chase and the lovable Aflac Duck in the commercials for the insurance company. Two incredible pieces of his career that I recommend you check out are Gilbert Reads' Fifty Shades of Grey and Gilbert Reads' the lyrics to Cardi B's WAP. Yeah! Yeah! That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, memory is everything. Without it, we are blind. Without it, we leave the fate of our world to chance. Chance.